1: 614 on his Thursday morning, uh, 60% chance for storms today. I believe the rain's going to move in around 11 a.m. They're suspe- or expecting or maybe suspecting either way. Highs of 74. Then the front comes through a cold wind tomorrow. Highs of 52. Sunny and chilly Saturday. Highs of 56. But I'll still be wearing shorts playing golf because I like it cold. Warming up Sunday. Highs of 66. And for Martin Luther King Day, more humid. Highs of 70. And then some rain moves into the area on Tuesday and Wednesday. Chef Kevin Belton joins us now, our friend over at WWL-TV, PBS, author of several cookbooks. Happy New Year, Kev. How are you?
2: Happy New Year, voice of New Orleans.
1: Well, you know what? I like that title. I really do. Um, let me ask you this. Somebody has already, Chef Kev, burned a popcorn here in this building. Now in this oh, office, man. in this suite. Now, I just asked the offending party, for the love of God, if I give you $10, will you please use it to buy more popcorn and not burn what you cook? Because you can't please explain, Chef Kev, if you will, for people that like me hate the smell of burnt popcorn in a microwave. And I'm, I'm guessing you're one of them from the way you responded, how it works and why you can't cook every kernel in a bag of microwave popcorn, please. And when it's time to give yeah. it up to quit.
2: Each kernel is totally different. I mean, you, you can stand there and maybe put an extra 10 seconds on, but like they say on the bag, when you hear that, that popping isn't consistent, you got to shut it off. And once that smell is there, it is hard to get rid of. You know, the only way I get rid of any kind of smells is take a little uh, cinnamon and water and boil it. Mm. And that usually helps, but that burnt smell is terrible. But, yeah, you're not going to pop every in a bag of popcorn because some of them aren't gonna pop no matter what.
1: And what? And, and then what? You're cooking the ones that have been cooked, so they're gonna what?
2: Burn. Everybody knows this, right? They're, they're gonna burn the bag. will catch fire, and I mean, yeah, it's it's terrible.
1: Let me know, y'all, at 504-260-1870. Text me on the Open Heart jeweler talking text line. Is that like a a major um, pet peeve of yours? Burnt microwave and my, burnt popcorn in a microwave. It it, it just. Who, Boy, that just drives me crazy, Kevin. It just does.
2: It took me a long time to get over. It's like, I wanted every kernel to pop, and it's like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No matter what, even if you do it in the pot, sometimes it's not going to happen. And you do it fresh in the pot, every kernel won't pop. It's
1: like shrinkage in, in the retail business. It's going to happen. You're not going to get them all, I'm sorry, or fishing or whatever, but you got to deal with it. What have you been cooking? And if somebody – by the way, y'all, the f- uh, phone line is also open, 504-260-1870. If you want to ask Chef Kev any questions about cooking or what have you, uh, have you been cooking any low-calorie or, or low-fat dishes for the new year for people who want to lose weight? And is it true that unless it if – you, if you taste good, you're going to gain weight?
2: Well, you know, I'm working on a, I'm working on a couple of things for this coming week about uh, New Year's and using some supreme rice and their brown rice and making something healthy and all. But, you know, something that I'm going to get back to personally is shrinking the portion. You know, I, I was really good about that, only eating a smaller portion of everything, you know, and that way you're not dealing with the mental aspect. Oh, I can't have that. I can't have this. I can't have that. But eat what you want shrink the portion and try to get some type of walking in or any type of exercise in but that's the biggest thing it's it's our portion control so many times we go out to restaurants and we ask folks about restaurants and say hey have you ever been here and they're like oh yeah it's wonderful and you will have a bunch to take home they'll give you a big to-go box because there's so much well if it's bad i don't want to take it home you know so Mm -hmm. our portions have really gotten out of control
1: And we don't need that much. Yeah, especially when you're serving yourself with a big plate from the stove because those portions just keep expanding and one little spoon turns into a giant spoon. And maybe it's better to start even with a smaller plate. Somebody texted and said they got some salmon, a big slab of salmon from the big box store. And I'm quoting here. What do they do with it?
2: Uh, The simplest thing to do with it is just put a little season on it. and, and, And they could either bake it in the oven saute sauteed in a skillet. Uh, if they wanna get creative, they can actually like poach it in a little orange juice if they want. But just keep it nice and simple, little butter in the skillet, cook it on both, put a little seasoning on it, cook it on both sides. You can put that on top of salad, break it up on top of salad once it's done. Um, you could serve it with just some, a side of vegetables. Uh, If you want to bake it in the oven, you can with some sliced onions and maybe some cherry tomatoes. How sometimes I do that with redfish and some lemon slices and herbs and bake it in the oven that way. Yeah, salmon, if it's a really good piece of salmon, it won't taste oily. Some folks don't like salmon because of the oily taste in it because it's an oily fish. But a good piece of salmon, oh, yeah, it's wonderful. So
1: when you see it, and, and I'm not trying to be dumb because I don't know, but when you see that big slab of fish and it's pink, does that mean it's cooked or it's raw? or, or How do you know?
2: Oh, no, no, it's raw. Okay. It's raw. Yeah. yeah. For, it, it, when you see it, that's the that's just the color of the flesh.
1: For people that like to eat um, sashimi, I think it is, is that the raw fish? Yeah. Would that that's be something fi- to eat salmon or not?
2: Um. No, no, I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, there are certain grades of fish that when the fishmongers get in, they know the quality of it. The, the sushi chefs know the quality of what can be eaten raw and what cannot be eaten raw. So unless you get it directly from a person who knows, I always cook it.
1: All right, we'll take a break. Come back. More questions, 504-260-1870. Somebody has a question about making roast beef and having enough gravy in the pot to make sandwiches. So you can answer that. We come back, 6.20, time for traffic, WWL. 625, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Chef Kevin Belton, our friend over at WWL-TV and PBS and author of several cookbooks. Somebody um, texted in, Chef Kevin, I know my mother used to do this. She did it. She would cook the roast on top of the stove, I guess like a pot roast, a rump roast, and then they'd have this delicious meat-juice gravy. For sandwiches but when i try it i don't i don't have uh, enough meat stuff left for a uh, great juice left for gravy and this person that texted it in doesn't either how do you do that what's well, the best way to start getting a roast beef cooking it for sandwiches and then having gravy
2: what my grandmother used to do she used to season the roast beef then she dredge it with flour in the in the dutch oven she'd put down some oil and then brown it off on all the sides that's what she did and, and then she would go ahead, before she put it in the oven, she'd add like a couple of cups of cups of beef stock to it. Oh, cups? A cu- yeah, she'd Got add like two, spoons, cups cups, cups of, two, cups. two cups. Two cups of beef stock to it, put the lid on it, put that baby in the oven, let it cook, and once it cooked, she'd take the roast beef out and kind of she would shred it, all right? She'd let it cook that long. She'd pour the drippings – into a container, let them cool, skim off the oil off the top, and she'd make just a little light roux with butter and flour and then pour the drippings in, and that would thicken it up. And there she had our gravy. Okay. So, and add a little seasoning to it.
1: I'm going to have to try that. Uh, is there a cut of roast beef that's better than other? I think my mother used to use rump
2: roast. Is there, like, yeah, uh... Yeah, most, most of the time you use rump roast. But, you know, you can get a tough piece of meat, and you cook it long enough, it'll get nice and tender. Yes. With roast, I like to do them in the oven overnight. I put them in at like 225 and cook them overnight, right oh. before I go to bed and take them out in the morning.
1: That's not like something I'm going to do this weekend. You stuff that roast with garlic first?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Sometimes I pin it with garlic and then take a sl- slice of bacon, cut it in thirds, and plug that hole with bacon to keep that garlic in there. And that keeps it nice and moist, too.
1: Somebody texted in, uh, Good morning. We have so many Meyer lemons. Can you please ask Chef Kev for a recipe for a lemon icebox pie? Is a Meyer a specific type of lemon?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's most of the trees you see around New Orleans lemon trees are Meyer lemon trees. Mm. Um, my mom kept it nice and simple. She would use condensed milk with the concentrated lemon juice. She would even make meringue with a little cream of tartar in the egg whites, but she'd put a little. Um, the uh lemon zest in the uh meringue that she made for our icebox pie. Hmm.
1: If somebody wanted yeah. to and where can they find a recipe on how to cook all that? Or do you have it on your cookbook or somewhere what?
2: Um I've got a couple of things in the cookbook, but you know a lot of the recipes are at wwtv dot com slash food. And I tell you right quick, Tommy, the person with the salmon, if they want to take a piece of that salmon season it really good just on the flat side mm-hmm. In a skillet, put the skin side down. Once it cooks a while, flip it over, pull the skin off, season the backside really good. In a little bowl, take a little bit of soft cream, sour cream, I mean cream cheese, and mayonnaise. Mix that together, break that salmon up in it, stir that in, and now you got a warm salmon dip. Boy, that sounds good. Yeah, that is a good way to do salmon, and especially if you not don't like that fishy taste.
1: Yeah, what did you do a channel for this week? And if somebody wants to cook something different, what would, what did you make? I, I think you saw
2: did someone Naan, didn't you? Didn't I see that? I yeah, I did. Yesterday was a uh, National Curry Day, so I did butter chicken. It's like a Indian comfort food, and Miss Universe, who happens to be from India, mm. she like this is so good. It was so fantastic. So the recipes on the website, it's nice, simple, and it's something different to make. But it's like Louisiana cuisine because it's all about the flavor, not necessarily about the heat. How is uh, Miss Universe nice? Oh, she was so nice. And I tell you what, these women are so intelligent, it's crazy.
1: Was she as beautiful in person as she appeared on TV?
2: You know what makes her so beautiful is her personality. There you
1: go. That's exactly right, Chef Kev. Hey, thank you. I appreciate your time. Have a good weekend, all right?
2: You too, brother. Chef Have Kevin. fun playing
1: golf. All right, Chef Kevin Belton over at WWL-TV. We'll take a break. We'll talk to Mike Strain, Commissioner Louisiana, Department of Agriculture and Forestry. When we come back later on this morning, we'll talk about this uh, ugly incident with an LSU gymnast. We'll talk more about it as the morning progresses. 6.30, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan.